Bengals completely spoil my birthday weekend. They drop just a heartbreaker to the Houston Texans. We're going to recap the game. What happened? What can we do going forward? we got a short week to worry about. That and more coming up on Blue Collar Bengals. What's going on, Bengals fans? Um, pretty somber Sunday. Uh, might be a new catchphrase I use if we ever lose again. But it's now Monday. Not Victory Monday, but Monday. Drew, um, how's your day going, dude? My setup and my lighting matches my mood. I'm just okay. in a very dark place. Drew has can't, gone- You can't see my face, hardly. Uh, um, it's the Bengals really fucked me over yesterday and my day has just been pretty much right on par with that. So, uh, if you came here for an aesthetically pleasing episode, I apologize, but this is the backdrop going forward. So we're gonna have to figure something out. Yeah. Uh, Drew has gone full emo on us. Rightfully so. Uh, because, (laughs) because, uh, we got poopy pants. Just to throw it out there, Drew and I both got poopy pants. There you go. That lighting looks good. Is that better? Yeah, much better. Yeah. We're- I'm pretty sure my camera's just crooked, but this is, fuck it. You get to see how the sausage is made as we struggle <laughs> along here. Yes, we have poopy pants over that game. Drew, again, rightfully so, looks exhausted. The Bengals fought, yeah. fought hard at the end. Um, we'll get into that. But... We lost. So you want to get into that, Drew? And it was such a fun time. Yeah. Pre-game yesterday. I walked around to all the tailgate lots. I drank more before a game than I probably drank in 10 years. Um, I was actually pretty drunk. I, I went to the wrong row three separate times before finding my seat after going to the bathroom at one point. Okay. Uh, I was kind of lost there for a minute. It took me till about halftime to get my bearings back. Um, I did a gas can to the face. Uh, I drank a bunch of beer. People were giving me beer. Drunk Bengals fan was just running me around, getting me into trouble. Makes sense. It was, it was a party. I got to do a toast at Bengal Jim's tailgate, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, didn't know what to say. Didn't know I was doing it. Was pretty boozed up, so I just let some words fly. Um, so it was all fun and games until we got into the stadium, man. And that first drive, Burrow, Trenton Irwin, touchdown, vibes high, things are good. And then it was all shit after that. So before we enter the stadium, I saw a lot of your footage, great footage. Uh, Drew and I love to do the man on the street stuff. It's, it's fun. We love talking to other Bengals fans, uh, and capturing those beautiful moments on camera, uh, make it even better. I have not had the pleasure of taking part in the gas can in my entire fandom. Can you walk me through that? Oh, my God. I'm trying to fix the camera, and I'm making it worse. No, it's special um, effects. You're doing special effects. Now, walk. Yeah. Half of my face is lit up, and the other half is not. This is a fucking disaster. I don't know what's in the gas can. Oh. Um, a lot. I would say there's a lot in the gas can. 
So we go up there and the dude's like, oh yeah, you're Drew. I know you. You want to do a gas can? I'm like, yeah, dude, sure. Like I've never done it. And it's like I said on Twitter, this is the only place in the world I would let a complete stranger pour the contents of a gas can into my mouth. And I I did what I felt was a pretty prolonged chug. I thought I, I did a, a respectable amount. Um, but to tell you what was in it, I have no idea. I, I could not tell you. A lot of booze. Um, I went back for a second one that didn't get recorded. Um, and that was a ballsy move. That that might have been what kind of sent me in. I, I, I got lost in Paycor Stadium. I've been going there my whole life. That, But to me, that takes heart. <laughs> to me. To go back for a second one. What Now, I, would you say it was like a jungle juice? Or like just, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Jungle juice vibes, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Okay. Well, I'm, as your friend and co-host, pretty damn proud uh, that you took that to the head. Got up there, talked, went off the off the cuff, uh, and then uh, had the heart of a tiger, not a lion. We're the Bengals. Heart of a tiger to go back for a second one, and then trips your way into the stadium. So we enter the stadium. What are the vibes going into the game? Is everybody pumped? We're on this four game tear. There's no way this rookie quarterback is going to come in and light us up. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it felt. I mean, it was. Very, it was a, you know, it was a, a Paycor Stadium environment. Everybody's really hyped up. You know, they, they had the flyover, which was super, super cool for Veterans Day. Bob Trumpy led the Who Day chant as the ruler of the jungle. So everything was trending in the right direction, man. And then we get the ball. We go down. Burrow hits Irwin. One half of a ridiculous parlay that I bet. I bet an anytime touchdown parlay of Trenton Irwin and Drew Sample. I was really hoping to get Sample in the end zone to pay myself out, but that didn't happen. So, it, yeah, man, it. it it had a trap game feel kind of after that drive and people like gave me shit for calling it a trap game. But I think that playing a team that you feel like you should beat before playing a division rival on a short week, I think that's the definition of a trap game. And dude, CJ Stroud, I, I had a CJ Stroud tweet. It's just going to have to stay in the drafts because he balled out. He proved me wrong. Yes, I have not combed through my drafts yet to delete stuff um but i got a lot of shame there um there's a there's celebratory ones uh there's ones that i would not show my mother uh it uh that game was a roller coaster of emotion um it, it obviously going in we were all confident like i don't like we'll get into the box score we'll talk through it but, like, it's just, like, I'm numb after that game. And I, a lot of people are kind of giving me the business for my take of I'm not even mad. Uh, I know I should be. But it's just, it's just like, you can't blame the refs. You can't, you can't sit back and, and, and blame anybody but us for playing bad and tip your hat to the Texans for playing good football. Uh, so like, to me, it's like, okay, I know how you fix it. You play better and your play calling is better. So like, I'm not pissed. Yeah. Um, I see comments. From, it's very hard for me to see comments in current setup. I apologize. I'll try. Um, but here's, here's what, where I think about that game. Here's, here's my, my just main thought is 
We got cooked by Noah fucking Brown. Okay. 172 yards from Noah Brown. And you know who cooked us last year in Dallas? Fucking Noah Brown. What is our issue with Noah Brown? Yeah, that's it. But that's the thing with me. Like, it's just like, how did Noah Brown cook us? We sucked. <laughs> it's like, that's... They, they, they just tore up the zone. They tore up the zone coverage all day, and we just didn't seem to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and don't don't get me wrong, and I know you know this, Drew, but like people listening, like don't get me wrong, like I hate losing. Like I want to win every damn game. Like it's not like I don't have a competitor spirit. Like I want to win by a hundred every game. But like it's just like at some point when when you're you're playing the way you are, uh, and like you almost come back. God bless Tyler Boyd. I know people are angry at him. Uh, and it just ends like that. To me, I was just like, well, shit whatever you know yeah and it just felt it felt like the Bengals played scared it, it almost like i the way that i like think about it is when michigan and ohio state are going to play each other this saturday after thanksgiving that game before that week both teams just look weird and off it's like are they trying to keep stuff off film are they trying to just survive and get by are they looking ahead to the next game what is it and it almost felt like that from the Bengals like they were trying to just do the bare minimum get out of that game with a win somehow and get onto a big AFC North clash with Baltimore on Thursday because it felt like they just didn't play to win the game until they needed a fucking miracle when Cam Taylor Britt got that pick it just nothing seemed to work there seemed to be no rhythm the run game was awful the offensive line had a rough day I don't like to bag on certain players but let's just call it what it is it was a rough day at the office for Alex Kappa Mm -hmm. Um, and just nothing really just seemed to get going. And that's not a Texans defensive line that has a bunch of studs on it. I mean, Will Anderson could be one. He's a rookie. But I, I didn't see, like, I just, I don't know, man. It just felt like there was a lack of intensity, a lack of urgency, a lack of just, like, almost interest after that first drive. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, we are – vastly more capable than what we just put on tape there. And I think your Ohio State Oh yeah. Your Ohio, yeah, your Ohio State Michigan take uh makes sense to me. It's like Bengals Ravens, that's the big one. Okay, yeah, we'll handle the Texans and we'll get to the Ravens. So I, I totally understand what you're saying there. So and we just weren't ready, dude. CJ Stroud, not only rookie of the year conversation, but that guy might be in the fucking MVP conversation, dude. And Ohio State quarterback, this and that. That he's he's a good one, man. He's he's damn good. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, in our last show, I said there's not a chance in hell he puts up. I said 370, but he put up 470 against the Bucks. Uh, but uh, he he went ahead and uh, he did the damn thing. Uh, he played football well. Um, we we helped him play football well by not getting back there and getting pressure and not being able to hold in the secondary. Uh, it seemed like he was playing Madden on uh, like beginner level. Sometimes with some of these passes, he was just able to, Oh, that guy's wide open, you know? Um, and uh, he lit us up, bro. Props to him. Um, if you're an angry Bengals fan and you, and you can't, you can't sit here and look at that game and, and just go, Holy crap. Uh, Stroud's just good. I don't know what to tell you because that, that, that kid's going to play in the NFL for a while. Uh, and uh, we don't see the Texans that often. So 
I wish him nothing but the best. I hope they get talent and, and he thrives, you know? I, I don't. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Michigan. Sorry. <laughs> and and there's a couple comments here. Mark says, um, we didn't get nearly enough pressure on Stroud. We got hardly any pressure on Stroud. Uh, there was a couple times. I know he had two lost fumbles. So, we I mean, we did get there. But, man, I don't know if it was just missing Sam Hubbard bad. I don't know what. The, I mean, Hendrickson didn't really get back there all that much. He got a good hit, you know there a little bit, but I mean, it's just, he got no pressure and it wasn't cold. If you, if, if it's cold, CJ Stroud doesn't play good, but it was warm and they didn't get pressure. And that's something I said on the show last week in the preview. I said, you've got to get pressure on this kid. He hates pressure. And we just never got it. Some of it was absurd too. Like even when we did get pressure back there, Stroud, he would roll out and complete a pass. And it's just like, well, what, like, what, what the hell are we supposed to do? Like, what do we do against that? Uh, he, he was very Joe Burrow-like in some of his plays, where uh, Burrow is, is praised for his escapability. Uh, Stroud wasn't uh, necessarily being mugged like Joe Burrow is when he makes those like miraculous escapes from defenders literally grabbing and touching him. Uh, but uh, like Hendrickson would be like right there, and Stroud would be able to roll out and, and complete a pass to a wide open whoever the hell out there. Uh, and it sucked to watch, but he, he did it. And he, he embarrassed us a few times. It just, I, I don't understand the zone thing. I mean, I thought I didn't see any of, I didn't see any of the Lou Anarumo exotic blitzes. I didn't see him really looking too much to confuse Stroud. Now I'm watching from the stand. So there's things that I don't see that you might see on the TV copy. I haven't had time to watch it back. But it just didn't look like Lou was really throwing anything too exotic at him. It looked like we just played a lot of zone coverage all day. The middle of the field just killed us because Noah Brown, apparently an all-pro when he plays the Bengals, was just finding the soft spot, getting big chunks down the middle. And then we also give up 150 rushing yards or so, I think maybe even more, to Devin Singletary, and they ran to Hubbard's side a lot because Hubbard's damn good when it comes to defending the run. Um, and he just wasn't he obviously he wasn't there, so they ran to that side a lot, but they gashed us up the middle too. It just there was just no answer for anything that they were doing, and that's just not something that you grow accustomed to seeing out of a Lou Anarumo defense. And you hit the nail on the head there. There there was there was no answer. There was no answer to anything. Uh the Texans just they they did what they wanted at will. Um and it sucked. Do you want to get into the box score breakdown? We do have the box score breakdown presented by Hooday. I am working on only my laptop screen and not my giant screen. So if I fuck up, okay, that's why. So you might have to look at the top of my head while I find it. Uh, but we'll start with uh, the box score breakdown presented by Hooday. That's W-H-O-D-A-I.com. All-inclusive Bengals app, all the Bengals podcasts, all the Bengals content, and on-demand AI stats. We'll start with Joe Burrow, as we always do. Box score looks all right, but it doesn't really tell the story of the game, I feel like. 27 to 40, 347, uh, an average of 8.7 per completion, two touchdowns, two picks, two pretty damn bad picks that are not Joe Burrow-like. Uh, took four sacks for 33 yards lost, a QBR of 37, gross, and a rating of 90.3. So the yards are there, two touchdowns are there. Those were just those were just not Joe Burrow like picks, man. They were bad. Yeah, they sucked. Uh, I mean, the the one in the end zone is going to haunt me till I die. Yeah, uh, but uh, he 
you didn't do it often. Uh, so uh, again, people are going to call me weird. I'm not angry about it. It just fuck. It just fucking happened. It happened. They were poorly timed. It sucked. Um, the stats were good. I mean, he 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 would have had more stats too. We had several drops uh, this game that would have padded those stats even further. Uh, so, in my mind, outside of two interceptions that that Joe Burrow rarely throws. Uh, oh, here we go. He's down. Uh, I fucking knew that was coming, dude. With all the <laughs> with how this is set up, I think the camera just broke. I heard a sound. I heard a sound that did not sound good. The, the picks. I'm getting back to the picks. The picks that Joe Burrow rarely throws. He had a good game. Uh, so it, it just it sucks. It is what it is. Uh, we can we can break down uh, the box score further when Drew gets back. We'll talk receptions. Like I said, there was a couple unfortunate drops uh, that would have padded those stats. Um, Joe Burrow looked good. Uh, other than those picks, he threw that first dime to Trent Irwin. Uh, he, he had a, another, another, uh, he had a plethora of passes that, that were in good windows. Uh, he escaped a few times and hit people down range. Tanner Hudson, the Jamar Chase throw and catch. Um, that was beautiful. It was right in my end zone. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it just, it just boils down to being outplayed again. Uh, so I don't, I don't have anything glory like glaringly negative to say about joe other than let's get those picks out of the way down goes frazier a lot of comments going in about my technical issues welcome welcome to the shit show baby um and then on the other hand of the uh passing stats we can bring up the receiving stats and we have uh jamar chase five for 124 that's crazy because he was that was only on six targets. Um, you know he had the deep touchdown, sixty uh, four yarder. Tyler Boyd, eight receptions, one hundred and seventeen yards, fourteen point six. On his average, sixty four yards uh, is his long as well, and that was the play that put us in the position to win the game. And then, unfortunately, he had a costly drop in the end zone, and we can get into that play now that we've reached to him. It, that is just a fucking heartbreaker, man. That is just gut wrenching. How did right in the hands? Yeah, I mean, how did we lose this game with Chase going for one twenty four and and Boyd going what was it one seventeen? How did we lose? Like to me, it's I'm maybe I'm still mentally trying to figure it out. But like you've got two receivers over hundred yards, like like hold like that's a recipe for the Bengals to win almost always. Yeah, like what the hell? Like I don't. I mean, it, it's just like. I'm just, I get that. That's it. Like I've just hit it. I'm still maybe in a state of shock about it. So I haven't really moved on to anger. Um, but like Chase, awesome. Good job. Uh, I want to see him targeted more. Uh, Tyler Boyd looked good. Had a drop. Okay. Shake it off. Had the drop of his career, probably, uh, in the end zone there. And, and I, I'm not. Are you going to bring another one up? But and I'm not. I'm not pissed at him either. Like he knows what he did. He knows he's supposed to catch that. But like, fuck, man. Like that was the game. You've got to catch it. Tyler Boyd's third down drop in the Super Bowl will probably mm-hmm. haunt my dreams for the rest of my life okay. until I watch the Bengals lift a Lombardi. But yeah. okay. this is probably number two. Yeah. And that's the thing with Boyd, man. And that's what sucks because he gets piled on when it happens. He doesn't drop the ball. No. 
But when he does, it just seems to be at the fucking absolute worst time. And that's why, and that's why I say like I'm not. It's just like it's so uncharacteristic of Tyler. Yeah, freaking boy. Uh, like he is your 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 Usman's eye, and he's your guy that across the middle stays with it. Maybe he only has a good snag. Maybe I'm athletic, deceptively athletic. Uh, but uh, if uh, I'm gonna get canceled, uh, but if if uh, if he's having those drops in those pivotal moments, like it's like, oh my god, there's no fix for it. It's just it's shit luck. Because nine times out of ten, he catches that, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nine, nine and a half times out of ten, yeah. he catches that. And it's just it's just stupid mistakes, man. That's what that game boils down to. Like, there, there was a lot – there was bad offensive line play. The running game was hardly anything. We'll get into that now with the box score breakdown. So, the, I mean, there's, there's things there, but there's still – it just boils down to – stupid mistakes in a game that maybe they had no business winning, but they had a chance to win. But let's look at the rushing stats now. And you're going to sit here and say, okay, what the hell happened? Because we've got Joe Mixon 11 for 46. He did have the touchdown. And then Burrow second leading rusher with five attempts for 20. One was a quarterback draw on second and 14. He must've saw something there. I didn't see it, but he checked to that and he ran it. But 16 rushing attempts for 66 yards and a 4.1 yards per carry average isn't going to get it because the fact of the matter is that that was never a game where they had to abandon the run. And I've said this about the Bengals multiple times before in a game that they lose where the running game doesn't seem to work. It's because they didn't give it a chance to work. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. Um, Before I go in. I don't did are you sure did Joe actually check to that that quarterback draw there? He checked to that? Yeah, he said in the uh the post game presser that he saw something, so he checked to that I, play. I, and cause I was in the stands, I was just yelling, I was like, You run a quarterback draw on second and thirteen when the when you just got to the seven yard line? Like I didn't get it, but Joe Burrow knows more about football than I do, so I'll I'll concede to him on that, but it didn't work. I, I thought that was a, a Coach Taylor play call. I even tweeted out what the hell was that. Um, but I digress. Um, that's a team you run on, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. This is a team you let Joe Mixon uh, fucking tear it up. Uh, and if Joe Mixon's not tearing it up, you've got Travion, you've got – Frickin' Cap Captain America. Like it's like we've got like let's do it. Like that is the game where you do it. Uh clearly the game plan was to pass hundreds of yards to each receiver. Uh, but uh it the whole game passing, running, the foot the defense, it felt like the beginning of this season. It's just you know what I mean? When we were sitting there losing two in a row, like it, that that's how we played, and that's what it felt like all around, play calling. The inability to rush. Uh, I mean, we're hitting receivers. I guess I can't complain about that too much. They hit the receivers and they had hundreds of yards. Uh, but uh, it, it's just sucked. The rushing sucked. And there's there's one thing about this offense that uh, Joe Goodberry tweeted yesterday or today so at some point. It's all a blur. Um, but at some point he said, this is a slow team outside of Jamar Chase. And the reality of the situation is the guys that were on the field yesterday are are, are, are slow. Trenton Irwin's not a blazer. Tyler Boyd's not a blazer. We don't have a tight end that's fast. We Joe Mixon's not 
especially fast in the run game. And they keep trying to do this East West stretch run, these stretch pitches, these, these tosses to the outside, trying to get the edge and it's never there. It hasn't been there all year. I just North and South man, or these, I mean, I'm not knocking any of these players, but are we going to run a two yard out to Tanner Hudson on third and seven? No, throw the ball to the fucking sticks. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, it just uh, so much of it didn't make sense. I think some of it was coverage break or good coverage on the back end, and then the protection breaking down. So Burrow's just getting rid of the ball. I get it. You got to live to fight another down, but it just it didn't seem like they were doing anything to push the ball down the field. Yeah. Aside from the 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 chase touchdown was a broken play. I think Chase was running like more of like a dig, and then it just kind of broke down. Burrow started scrambling, so he took off down the field, which is the right play if you're jamar chase even if you're a little bit limited with the back he clearly made the play but i just didn't feel like they pushed it i didn't feel like there was really any urgency they were just like we're just gonna dink and dunk and hope something pops off so we can keep the drive going way too many third three and outs way too many just vanilla i guess is the word to call it play calls that just didn't move the needle for me at all and it it just really feels like they were just like keeping shit off a tape because they want to throw everything at baltimore on thursday and they just they pulled the playbook out and they unleashed Joe Burrow when they needed a miracle. When Cam Taylor Britt gets that pick and everybody that's walking out of the stadium stops and turns around. Yeah. That's w- like, that's when they're like, okay, let's let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow. Like where was that for at least the fourth quarter? Because you knew it wasn't working going into the fourth. So, I mean, you get the deep, you get the deep touchdown pass right at the end of the third. So I would have been like, okay, let's just let, let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow. But they still didn't. It just, it's mind boggling to me, man. We, it's, just, it's a game. It's a game that's hard to drop because you have to pick up AFC wins. Yeah. And that, that's, you just, you like told our entire story of the season right there. We had five punts in a row at one point, I believe. Um, yeah. Like it's just, it's to me, it's, it's like, we have to, like, we're a flashy team when we're healthy, right? Everybody's out there and having a good time. But, like, we need to not just flash. Like, we need consistency. Like, to me, it's like, oh, God, okay, uh, three yard out. Okay, run up the middle. Oh, a uh, 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 pass to Jamar for 20. Okay, three yard out. All right, run up the middle. All right, let's kick a field goal. It's like, dude, let's. Put the fucking hammer on the gas and be consistent. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want to have to watch the game back and be like, God, should I just fast forward this to Jamar's play? Like, because I know, yeah, I know that plays there because it's like one of the only like crazy exciting plays that's occurred because we we flash and then we like just it's just like, dude, no, let's. Be consistent. Like, C.J. Stroud's, like, game against us, like, this weekend, like, I could I could freaking probably name 10 passing plays that I thought were, like, full, like just electric. Because he was they were consistent. He was hitting his receivers 15 yards down the field consistently. But we like to do the – in a game like this, not always, but when we lose – that's what we do. We flash. Well, oh, we had two 20-yard passes this quarter. Everything else was east-west football. We didn't really go north-south. Uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll change it after half. That's what. That's how we lose, flat out. Consistency. There's a good comment here Great. as you guys stare at the top of my head while I try to find it to click it. Um, Mark Fetters. 
I will say, Mark, um, I like your profile picture a lot better when it's the Bengals B versus the Ohio State O. Um, but he makes a great point. This team goes as the defense goes. And that's not – I don't give a shit about the rankings. I know they're 27th in total yards or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. What the Bengals defense have, has done all year, in the, especially over this four-game win streak, is, okay, you got into the red zone, that's fine. You're getting three. Oh, you got into the red zone, we're getting a turnover. Yeah. They give up yards. They've given up yards all year. And I always say that steal in their spine is where they nut up in the red zone and they find a way to make a play. They get the ball back or they hold them to three and the offense can go store that steal in their spine just wasn't there yesterday. Okay. They get into the red zone. It's fine. Now CJ Stroud is going to scramble and run one in now. Singletary is going to run one in. So it didn't that, that, that bend, but don't break that. I always talk about wasn't there. It was just all breaking, unfortunately. But I think that Mark's point is very, very accurate for this iteration of the Cincinnati Bengals is they go as their defense go. And yesterday their defense just didn't do enough to win the game. And that's the result that they got. Well, cause you know, I mean, to, to like direct correlation and, and support for that statement is the defense switches to man for a second. Cam Taylor Britt gets an insane interception, nearly houses it. And then all of a sudden, holy shit, the offense lights a fire under their ass and we're driving down the field and win the game if a ball's not dropped. Like, there's a direct yeah. there's direct correlation right there. Like, that is evidence that this defense is, is tied to the – what he said in his comment. Like, it's just right there. Interception, almost house it. Offense goes, oh, shit, let's wake up and, and play football. Yeah, with three minutes left or whatever it was, it's like what the what what are we doing? <laughs> and the I'm gonna I'm gonna close out the box score breakdown. There's some comments flying in about the defense. Um, I want to get to those so we can bring up the defensive stats to close out the box score breakdown. Um, so we're looking at uh, Cam Taylor Britt led the team in tackles nine with uh, seven solo. Jermaine Pratt nine tackles four solo. Um, he did have the tackle for loss. Mike Hilton eight with six solo. Cheeto eight with five solo. Dax Hill seven four solo. Cam Sample five three solo. Logan Wilson five tackles two solo. Half a sack. Trey Henderson four tackles two solo. He got the other half of that sack. BJ Hill was in there. Jordan Battle was in there. Um, and that's the conversation that I would like to have. I put this tweet out earlier. Um, it's time for Jordan Battle to start. Yeah. Nick Scott is not good. Let's just call it what it is. Love you. Great guy. I'm sure he's not doing enough. And is Jordan battle going to be leaps and bounds better week one as a starter? Maybe, maybe not. But my view of it is we know the ceiling of Nick Scott. We know what he is. If you're going to have issues back there, let's grow with the rookie. Dude. And I, I clipped it and I meant to send it to you. Uh, one of the, Weakest, most bullshit attempts at a backfield tackle coming from him this game when he just falls to his knees like he's fucking praying to God and, and the running back just zips right by him. Like his ankles snapped. He no longer had functioning legs and he falls down and whoever the hell the running back was just runs right by him. He drops an interception. Like I don't like hating on Bengals players. It makes me a little bit of a homer. I get it. I want everybody to be successful on the scene. But like you just said, it is time to see Jordan Bow. It's just, you didn't pay Nick Scott a lot of money. 
Okay, he's on a relatively cheap deal. He can be a reserve guy. He can be there when you have to run your three safety sets, but he should not be the starter at this point. From what we've seen this season, he's been bad in the red zone. He's been missing tackles. Things just aren't going good. And it is what it is, man. This isn't the Marvin Lewis era where they're just like, well, the guy's a rookie, so he can't play. They put DJ Turner out there all game yesterday. They put rookies out there, you know, in Lou and Zach's system. They put the best players out there. And right now, I think that Jordan Battle has a higher upside for this defense than Nick Scott does. Is he a rookie? Sure. Is he going to get his head turned a couple times when he shouldn't? Probably. Is he maybe going to miss a tackle? Sure. But the fact of the matter is, he is clearly your future at safety. You took him in the third round. He's a Nick Saban guy. Nick Saban can't say enough good things about him. And like Nick Saban or not, he puts out pro football players. So what is the point in leaving Scott out there when Battle's clearly a guy that you think can make an impact in the future? Let's let's call it what it is with this team. We're not winning the division. We're not winning the AFC North. I'm sorry. I know that there's a chance, and I know that winning Thursday goes a long way, but the reality of the situation is we started 1-4. and four. They just dropped a game that they shouldn't have dropped in the AFC to Houston, who's good, who may win their division. They, they very well may be a playoff team themselves, so no disrespect to Houston, but the Bengals are better than Houston. They're a better football team than Houston. They should have won that game. So we're not winning the division. Let's just call it what it is. We're fighting for a wild card, and that's cool. Joe Burrow can go on the road. The Bengals can win on the road. I've seen him do it. But let's just not let's not act like we need some savvy veteran back there, even though he's not playing too great, just because he's a veteran. Put the young kid in and let him play. He'll learn too. He'll learn too. Yeah, that's the best way to learn. Trial by fire, baby. Exactly. I, I, I I'm sure Nick Scott's a good guy, but like to me, it's just like. It's time to try something else, man. There's too many times in a game where I'm going, who the hell was that? Oh, 33. It's just, it's so annoying. Um, it's, it's Dax Hill, Jordan Battle season. Should have been probably two games ago. Uh, our corners, I love our corners. I'm not worried about our corners. Um, but, uh, dude, I just got to. Uh, we're getting a copyright strike for that one. Oh, I, I just, I got <laughs> And I'll kill, I'll kill it there. I'll kill it there before I get sued. But this, this handsome man needs to come back and play defensive line. I don't know who out there can, can donate their ankle. We need him to stop the run. This Fine, we need him. And, and God God love him. He's I'm over here, Sam. All right. It's my show, not yours. All right. Now we're down Trey Hendrickson. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> keep uh keep Hubbard in the frame. Maybe we can tap into the female market a little oh, bit more. Yeah, okay. There's two. Yeah. He's back here. Yeah, dude. Let the ladies find out there's two Sam Hubbards on the screen in this show and watch our numbers go up. There we go. I, I'm still on the screen, but there he is. But, uh, <laughs> with this D-line, man, oh, my God. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to go ahead to the Ravens game and think ahead, but, but this, this like the run game that, that the Texans uh, just put out there, I, like, have PTSD from – just thinking, all I can see is that white jersey just flying down the field at Mach 5, and our guy's trying to catch up to get him. Uh, God, we needed Sam to stop the run this game, and a void was felt. 
Murphy didn't do anything. Uh, hopefully can do something next week. But uh, where the hell was Osai? Osai put him on a milk carton. Joe Goodberry put him on a milk carton. Uh, the D-line. Uh, I mean, he just got obliterated. And let's be real, man. We're... We're looking at it. We're looking at going to play fucking Lamar Jackson. I know we're not going to look too much ahead to Baltimore. We're going to have a recap sh- or a preview show Thursday, 5 p.m. before the game. Come get ready for the game with us. But we're getting ready to play fucking Lamar Jackson. We got no Trey Hendrickson. He's got a hyperextended knee. It's week to day to day. He's not playing Thursday. Zach Taylor came out today and said that it's not looking good and it's a tough short week for Sam Hubbard and Trey and uh, T Higgins. So we're looking at Miles Murphy. Actually better against the run than he is rushing the passer as of right now. And then you're going to have Osai on the other side. Chase Young just got traded for a third-round pick, and he's making like 600 grand that the Niners had to pay him. Got to pull the trigger on a guy like that for a situation like this, right? And now you look at Osai, and it's like, yeah, you remember when he was good in that preseason game like two years ago? So let's just get – like, it's just – that's dangerous, man. So – it's just the fucking injury bug, man. Just at the worst time, too, because well, and it, Noah Brown hit him in the fucking knee, too. Noah Brown just fucked the whole day up. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be so awful if we didn't start the season so slow and lose all those games. Yeah. If we're injured, all right, we'll drop a couple, we'll pick back up. But guess what? We can't afford it. We cannot afford it, dude. And we're dropping like flies. Uh, it's This team can, at, at worst... I think in the AFC, look, Cleveland figured it out against Baltimore. Deshaun Watson, maybe he's Deshaun Watson of old. There's a lot that surrounds him, but he had a hell of a second half. The Steelers are somehow six and three with Kenny Pickett throwing six touchdowns on the entire year. Baltimore's good. The Bengals are five and four and they're in last. So the 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 North is, I think, out of it. But when you come to comes down to wanting to get into the playoffs. You have to go at the very, very worst, I think, down the rest of the season, like six and two. I don't think you're getting in with nine wins. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, it's We've got a tough road ahead of us. I think we're capable of doing it. But but like five, five and four in a lot of other divisions, it's like, okay, let's keep trucking. Yeah. But like we happen to be in the best division in football. Uh, the Ravens are very good. They're super good this year. The Steelers just are a cockroach, and they find a way to win even when you want to squash them out. Uh, and then the Browns, I – they're good. They're freaking good. It sucks. Their defense is really good. They do not have Nick Chubb playing right now, and they squeeze out a last-second win against the best team in football, according to analysts and big market media heads. Uh, they're not stopping the AFC North teams that are not striped are not slowing down. So we need to pick it up and catch up or we're going to get left behind. So, yeah, I think 10 and seven is probably yeah. the very, very, very worst you can finish this season and have a shot at the playoffs. But you have one AFC win. The Niners win was a good win. The Seahawks win was a good win. Beating Arizona was good to get back on track, but they're NFC games. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to these tiebreakers, when you you got a head-to-head loss against the Texans now, you got a head-to-head loss against Cleveland now, you got a head-to-head loss against Baltimore now, you got a head-to-head loss against Houston now. I might have said Houston twice. I don't know. That's okay. But 
all these teams, it could really, really come fuck you over. So you have to go on a tear. You have to now. And it's going to have to start Thursday night, whether you're banged up or not. We're going to need fucking superhero Joe Burrow. And we'll get into more of that Thursday. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. We're getting to the 40-minute mark, and we've got to get to maybe everybody's favorite segment, which would be the wallop of the week presented by the Cincy Hat. Now, that's how my day's gone. My Cincy hat's not near me. You guys know I love the Cincy hat. I wore the Cincy beanie to the game on Sunday. It was awesome. Kept me nice and warm. It looked really cool. Um, and we have a giveaway to announce a winner of. So we have done the random selection, and uh, I believe you have the winner? Uh, I do. Oh, I texted it to you. Oh, you did. Shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, it's on Ron, Ron ran that for me today because I was having a rough day. Um. RJ Balu, Balu, B A L L E W, at RJ Balu, B A L L E W 21. You have won the two pack of camo Cincy hats that we were giving away in the last show. You subscribe to our YouTube channel. You shared the tweet. You followed the Cincy hat, and the randomizer decided you should have two cool ass. Bengals hat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to DM you after the show. I'm going to get your shipping info, all that good stuff. I'll shoot it over to our friend Matt at the Cincy hat, and he will send your two camo Bengals hats out to you. So thank you guys for all entering. We will have more giveaways coming up like we always do. Um, we like to give back to you guys because you let us do cool shit. Um, Cincy hats an awesome partner for us. So they, uh, they decided to uh, donate the hats for us to give away this week. So shout out to you guys for entering. If you didn't win this time, keep trying. We're going to have more coming. And we also do have a wallop of the week. Even though it wasn't our day, you still like to celebrate a big hit. So I'm going to go ahead and roll the clip. Mike Boone is the back. Third down and six. There's a five-man rush. That ball is free and floating and grabbed by Hilton. Now, did the arm go through? Was it a pass or was it an incompletion? They're ruling an incompletion. For Stroud. By the defense. I love where that video pauses right at the end. It shows Logan Wilson stacking on the right uh, and then Trey coming in and cleaning up on the left, planning the ever so complimented C.J. Stroud this episode, into the dirt, causing him to fumble the ball. Don't care what you think about his arm going forward. It fumbled. We got it. Our ball. What a hit. Love it. And, uh, man, I'm going to miss that from Trey Hendrickson this Thursday. Oh, everything has just got, like, a little sprinkle of depression on top of it in this episode. But uh, we're in Yeah, it's a somber, somber episode. We're in the wild of the week segment. Love the hit. Brought to you by Cincy Hat. Uh, man, they do such good stuff uh, with the Village of Marici and Ted Karras. Building housing for adults with disabilities. Ted Karras, our Man of the Year candidate. Uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year, that is. Uh, and also should be yours. Um, I don't have much more to say about the hit other than I love seeing our guys getting back there and gang tackling. Especially Logan Wilson getting the backfield. And uh, also Trey Hendrickson, uh, he's always back there. So what are you grinning at? <laughs> Chris Tucker in the comments is just, <laughs> dude, these comments are great. He's he's dropping F bombs all in the chat, and it sounds like my kind of guy. He's talking about Trey Hendrickson, I'm pretty sure. And the comment just says, 
Oh, wrong comment. I'm, I'm having trouble with this small screen. He just says, how long that motherfucker out for? I know he was hurt. I, I don't know how you didn't know he was hurt. Yeah. He's a day to day per Zach Taylor, but he's definitely, I would say definitely not playing on um, Thursday. So, so yeah, Chris, he, he, it's confirmed. He hyperextended his knee. No, no ligament damage. He's week to week. Uh, that motherfucker is week to week, Chris. <laughs> He sounds. He just sounds like my kind of guy, man. He's, he's letting him fly down there, and I don't have the normal energy and juice that I normally have. So I feel like he's kind of carrying me through yeah. here because this is just a, this is good. Just bad. Yeah. So, sorry, since you have for letting the efforts fly during your segment. Uh, let's get out. <laughs> yeah. Again, again, since he had, go to their with their Twitter, go to their Instagram, go to their website. Uh, grab a hat. They're reasonably priced, and uh, you're supporting a wonderful cause. And the 2023 or four, whatever year it's going to be someday. Walter Payton, man of the year, Ted Karras. Yes. And uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. If I missed your comment today, I'm sorry. It just wasn't, uh, wasn't a great day for getting to comments with, with how everything I got set up and my day went. I apologize. I will be better on Thursday. Thank you guys for tuning in. That is it for our week 10 recap. I am going to go cry. Who day? Kill it. Yeah, I'm trying. It's not playing. <laughs>